0: Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC, hosted by Chenille Bostick. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chenille shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Have you ever wondered why veterans struggle so much getting back into civilian right? Whether or not you are a veteran, Fight by Betsy Ross is a short book series that has an emotional intense story arc to help spread awareness of those struggles veterans face coming out of the force. Check out the series and more of the fight mission at worldwideweb.fightbetsyross.com. Her latest release, Fight 4, is available now. I I hit a button so I don't hear myself twice. Zoom and Twitch don't like each other. Uh, I see. They they, they, they they pick fights and 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 it's, it's it's nasty and stuff and looks like it looks like we see that does you can hear that you can hear the can hear their echo all right han second here there we go i got rid of, i've muted myself yay so you won't be hearing two of me anymore folks i solemnly swear Solemnly, solemnly swear. See? Train for. They gave me an award for this, Ashley. They gave me an award for this, like legit.
1: Well, that's something. It means I'm, I'm capable of podcasting hands.
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed. I don't want to overbuild myself too much to let down for disappointment. Ladies and gentlemen, I had the pleasure of meeting some very incredibly talented people while I was there, including the one and only Ashley Postman, who is a editor extraordinaire, she secretly wants to take over the world, I'm sure, in her own way in the publishing industry, and she's laughing at me when I'm saying this. She's like, you're half right, you're half right. (laughs) Right, You're
1: not supposed to tell people that. Why not?
0: Listen, one of my, one of my, actually legit, a graphic novel One of my favorite all time graphic novels is from a buddy of mine, it's literally called A Thousand Steps to World Domination. It's great.
1: It's a lot harder to dominate the world though if all eyes are on you Not necessarily. if you just kind of do it under the radar so nobody really suspects you.
0: did you ever see the cartoon pinky in the brain? Yes, I have. So they would always talk about taking over the world in front of people and it, <laughs> it you know and and it was because see here's the other thing too see there's there's two that that is one train of thought but here's the other one. if you just do your thing and you just go do your thing, no one's going to care. Like no one ultimately is going to care until you actually like do the thing. So yeah, right. So I mean, you can just say it all you want, and people are just gonna like nod at you and 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 and, and you know just talk, and then suddenly one day that like they won't they'll they'll take you seriously until they can't, and uh, and and you know they won't take you seriously until one day you give them no choice to. Now you gotta be ready when you give them no choice to. That's when you gotta be like I I. I Got my shit together. But the way I look at it is, you know what? I think they'll, if nothing else, they'll appreciate your honesty.
1: Yeah. Unless, you know, you roll over them. People typically don't like that.
0: Not necessarily. Okay. It would, like, like okay, so the, the graphic novel I'm talking about, Thousand Steps to World Domination, is actually, you know what it, it's really about? It's about a guy trying to find, find his passion in his art. It's actually a very cool... It's one of the, it's actually one of my favorite graphics. So to this day, one of my favorite all time graphic novels, cause it's really about someone finding their passion and chasing it and letting it go wherever it goes. And it's got like this Saturday morning cartoon, like feel to it, like those old school comic feel to it and, and different parts of it. So, but that's, what's really about, but there's actually, there's a point where he actually says it's a thousand steps of world domination. He actually presents it to his wife who reads the thousand steps of world domination plan, right? I mean, you have to be a little ruthless, but I, I I would go so far to say that we that in this world, you need to be a little ruthless.
1: Yeah, if you're gonna come out on top.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I, I think I think even with like, you, you know, this because, because, you know, life can be very hard sometimes and you got to be. I'm not going to say you necessarily have to be an asshole, but you gotta be tough. Right, right, but you gotta be tough in this life. And I think that like that level of ruthlessness, a little bit of that helps with being tough. You know what I mean? And it's it's okay. Again, all these bad qualities, a little bit of them in moderation is a good thing. You use them to get you to where you want to be, right? But how you treat, it's how you treat people in the process and after the process that matters.
1: Yeah. Like. Okay. Sure. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Well, it's true. But if you're gonna dominate the world, maybe a lot different than coming out on top somewhere else and how you treat people.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We've had these. We've had these ruthless dictators things for like our whole human history. Just once, I would love an empire of hugs. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> And you're like yes yes it might be i mean and if someone could figure out how to do it i honestly honestly like um a true i think i think i said this to you during our when we were talking when it was clyde the strongest the, the most in strength i've ever felt with, with people and things is actually when things are at their gentlest not their harshest yeah so you could just be a gentle dictator See, I have entertained you already, and this is only been like five minutes in. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm always entertaining when I talk to you, though. So. yeah,
0: I try to be, I try to be, I try to be, um, no, I just, you, 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 um, how do I put this? So you came with like, so how we met folks is Susie Vidori, pit her, Jen, uh, yeah, the two people's names are escaping me right now. I've been writing for like two straight weeks nonstop with this novel, so I'm a, I'm a flood, but you cuz I'm, I'm 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 like they, they came there they came in Justine and I can't why was the last one? Sure. Yes. Okay, there you go. There you go. So um we all so she she goes, "Hey, these are all people you should meet and talk to." So I started talking to all of them at some point in fashion during the weekend. So Ashley I roped her. I really did. We'll talk about that. I'm sure a little bit down and down there. I roped her evilly, but she's in. But she's fascinating because um, you're really a tale of two. Pe- I wouldn't say a tale of two people, but you'd walk between two very different worlds. I think that's really fascinating.
1: So would that be because like the farming background or?
0: Well, that could, okay. So you. you, you, you most people I know that do like writing like like some kind of like are usually some kind of like and I'm not saying you won't head there someday because you probably will because you're really smart um, I usually head into some co- sort of form of corporate job marketing job or like some kind of job where they use their like like head you do you do like yeah you're a farmer like when you're not doing this you farm. And this is, and I would dare say it's shaped as much of your identity as anything else. So I think it's interesting that you kind of have both where it's like, like, you're probably the girl that can go in and probably fit, like when the machine breaks down, you probably are the master of the quick fix sometimes because you've had to be. And at the same time, which Ali is an odd bit of training for being an editor as well, because if, that's what you do is you do you, you fix a book, it's broken, can you fix it? <laughs>
1: I mean, typically, I'll rope my dad into fixing things, but.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, but you, you, I'm sure you've had to more like uh, one or two occasions. Like I okay. would, Im- I, I would imagine, I, I would imagine that um, if nothing else, you're probably like you're an, probably an incredibly quick thinker.
1: I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like I'm That's not a... put on the spot.
0: Well just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I, hey, I. I compliment. I I I told you what you saw at the con is pretty much me, and I'm just yeah. I'm just, I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it. No, it's a compliment. Like it, you've had. Again, you, I, I have a buddy of mine. Like same same thing. Like a lot of people would assume that the physical work is just physical. No, it there's a lot of problem solving. There's a lot of thinking. There's a lot of. I I just think it's a very cool, but it's a world a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar with today. So, um. I guess what I'm asking, then, the big, the big, the big ask is. So, obviously, you you enjoy her; you wouldn't be there still, all right? So, but the question I have is: How does the? I I jokingly call you farmer. How does a girl on farm go? I want to edit. I want to get into editing. Like, where does that? Where does that magical Where does that connection find?
1: Um, I don't think they're really connected beyond. I guess the biggest similarity is I'm passionate about both. I grew up with both. Mm -hmm. I was the kid that would hide in her room underneath the covers with the light trying to read a book till like some stupid hour at night when I was only like seven years old. It didn't matter. I loved books. And I had the people that supported that passion. And then I guess in grade 12 when I figured out, hey, maybe I should, I don't know, plan for my future
0: Uh, (laughs) it's all good that's faster than most people actually
1: well it was kind of just a natural jump from I'm passionate about books to why don't I do something about it where instead of just being the one who reads it I help other people shape and craft these absolute masterpieces that everybody else gets to read and I get to be part of the very beginning of it. And I think that's one of the best things in the world. And it's such an amazing feeling. So that's why I wanted to be an editor.
0: Okay. So I guess it's safe to say, you actually prefer reading than writing then if I would go so far to say.
1: That's not to say I haven't tried writing. No. It's just to say that reading's easier.
0: I so okay I'm gonna ask this what's your first book what was the book that made you go I really love to read
1: oh um as a kid I always loved Nancy Drew that's a good one but I think Inkheart is always the one that I usually go back to
0: Cornelia Funk underrated
1: right because if you can read the books off the pages that's just it's such a cool concept and I love it so much
0: yeah I, I I liked her um yeah, I want to say I want to say Dragon Rider. I think that's what mm-hmm. I, right. I like that. I like that book. That was fun. She's no, she's underrated. I think she like she often gets like forgotten about in one sense because she's in this odd spot because she's in the same vein as Tamara Pierce, who people know a lot more of. Um, she's in that right. She, but she writes. She writes surprisingly mature. Like she's like um like madeline engel termer pierce like she's in that vein a book and i think i think what what happens is you think of them first than her but she's actually really really good like and she's still really really good i haven't read anything of hers lately and maybe i should um i just finished um i'm actually reading christopher Pellini again see i have a, I have a bit of a soft spot for pelini because my first real big paid essay gig was a Pellini essay. I had to write an essay about its Aragon series. So I oh. always think very highly of Crisper Pellini because I I got paid I got paid to actually write a little bit. I compared um, Pellini's um, Aragon to Percival. Oh. and it it ruined fiction for me forever.
1: Well, I have a confession to make. I haven't actually read the Aragon series. It's
0: it's it's all good. It's it's all good. Do you want me to ruin fiction for you forever or not?
1: No, because my boyfriend is currently trying to persuade me to read them because he just bought the whole series and reread them.
0: Oh, it's not it's not it's not rude reading. Reading them is hmm. I think you'll like them. They're not like like honestly, it they're not terrible. Um, I think I think um especially considering how young he was when he wrote them, like initially, they're really good. Like when you consider that, they're really, really good. I mean, I would put Corman was better than he was when 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 uh, when uh, Gordon Corman. I don't know if you've ever read any of his stuff. No. So Bruner. So one of so one of my early childhood reads was "This Can't Be Happening at McDonald Hall." It's about a basically it's about it's a essentially there's a boy school and a girl school and the boy school is called McDonald Hall and it's 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 about life in a private school. It's crazy fun. Like it's it's the original school novels pre Harry Potter. They're but the real life they're not, they're not, there's no magic. It's just kids up to silly, silly, silly stuff. And that, 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 that was Gordon Corman wrote his first novel at 12. I feel very Mm -hmm. inadequate. I feel very inadequate compared to Gordon Gordon Corman. I'm not gonna lie to you, Um, but um, he, he was great. Like, I think those are the benchmark of like a kid writing a novel. Like those are as good as you get, but Pellini, like his hurt early ones, like his early, early ones. Like he started riding those at that age. And so when you complain about it and put it in that context, it's actually really good, right? Um, so that won't ruin it. When I made the Percival connection, that ruined it for me a yeah. little bit. That, 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 that was what ruined it for me because I, I, and I wouldn't say entirely ruined it for me, I can turn my brain off and still enjoy the ride it's harder to surprise me now that's the thing right because it because percival is one of the key formulas in fiction i'm not going to go in the house i won't realize promise i the story, but but essentially if you read the story of percival you'll understand a lot of what you see on television comics all like all that like another good example of, of a percival type character is peter parker spider-man So, um, what tends to happen there is when you, when you read those, when you, when you make that connection, it's like, oh, oh, okay. I know where this is going. Right. So I enjoy being pleasantly surprised when I read my fiction too. Like, like it's, it's a thing like it it took away a little bit of my ability to be surprised. I can figure out where a lot of times where a story is going when I read it. Right. A lot of times, not always, but a lot of times. Right. And I'm hoping what I do hope is um, sometimes I hope I'm still surprised by the journey, at least, if nothing else, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a symptom of reading widely and often, too, though. You read so many books that there's just a hidden formula and sometimes you don't address it, but you know it's there. Mm -hmm. So there's not too many books that do give that surprise ending. But I know. uh, Ruth Ware actually wrote a really good one recently. She's a mystery writer. Of course, I think she wrote one by one. And by far, that was the one that surprised me the most out of the past few years that I've been reading books.
0: Okay. So the Ruth Ware, if you're listening, you got an endorsement. There you go.
1: (laughs) She's good at what she does.
0: Hey, hey, there's there's nothing wrong with being good at what you do, right? So no, like, like, that's the thing. Like I, I, Irene Pellini right now, um, after that I happened I have to decide, do I finish, I had Victoria Aviard's like kind of epilogue coda to her, um, uh, um, Red Queen series, like the, yeah. the, the so two of the stories I've read in there already, because I got them way back in the day when they were like the paperback way, 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 way back. And now they got reprinted in this hardcover, but the rest of it is kind of like, it's, it wraps up that world or that series, at least a little bit. I'm totally it gives it like they, there might be actually be a happy ending for, for some of those characters that people wanted. So I feel like it might be a bit of a fan service, but hey, I can't falter for that. Um, so I got that to read, and then after that I have to decide. Um I'm reading simpler stuff, simpler silly shit these days. Like that that's 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 my wheelhouse, it seems, simple and silly. Like um, I read manga. There's a there's a comic series called Spy X Family. It's it's dumb. But it's like awesome, and like the best way. It's like um, um, so it's about it's about a spy. He has to infiltrate this academy, but in order to do so, he needs to have like a, have a family. So he he he, he has a he gets a basically someone to play the role of the wife, and they get a kid. So the wife is so he's a spy, she's an assassin, the kid's a telepath, and they even get a dog that actually reads the future
1: powerhouse of a family right
0: there that, that, oh, oh no, no. you're the the, the, the the assassin oh she's she's ridiculously strong like ridiculously strong there's a scene where she goes to play tennis she hits the tennis while she hits the ball so hard she actually you with the bat racket with the racket she hits it so hard she actually slices the ball in twain like it's like it's over the top in like the best way and and it, because because it, it it's on purpose, one of those silly old, hey, they can't know what I'm doing, like like stories, but mm-hmm. so, right? It, except little girl kind of knows what's going on, but she's five. So when you have a telepath, listening reading into a spy's mind, reading into an assassin's mind, reading into, she can even sometimes see the dog, the dog can just see the future sometimes. Yeah. The funniest, the funniest episode, the funniest single story in Spy X Family so far to me was Yours, A Terrible Cook, so the dog got a vision. And if he ate this meal, he'd die. So he literally went and found Lloyd on a mission and helped Lloyd out on a mission to avoid death by her cooking. It was. It made me laugh so hard, right? I, that, that that's where I, so maybe, so maybe I have like it become more immature in my reading choices in my old age. I don't know, but I like that silly shit right now.
1: Well, there's. Definitely credit to that silly stuff, because it takes a certain kind of creativity to get your readers to laugh. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our humor humor is tricky. Uh, you have to you have to um, you have to honestly look at humor in a sense that um, uh, you got to treat your humor like like it's a uh, how do I put this? You got to treat it as a um, it's not going to be for everybody. You got to kind of and you have to kind of buy in into it. Right? And and good jokes. I found the I ironically Spider-Man taught me how to write comedy. Because no, because here's the here's the thing, right? So Spider-Man whenever he goes on patrol, well, does all these wise cracking jokes. Right? And I realized I realized that the real secret to humor is you can't, you, know, you have to take it's much like telling a story, it's a roller coaster. You can't always do these A1 material zingers. If you do that, what tends to happen is people tend to ignore the joke, ignore the punchline, because, right? Because what happens is, is you don't, you just become numb to it because you just, like, the first joke makes you laugh. But Peter's written best when some of his jokes are only funny to him. Like they're bad. Like they're actually bad on purpose. And the reason why is it's almost like the pun. I don't know if you're a punster. Or are you a punster?
1: Oh, occasionally.
0: Okay. I won't hold that against you. But anyway,
1: <laughs> it's okay. I only do it when the situation least calls for it.
0: Excellent. So you understand the secret to humor all by yourself already and the secret to that folks is this is good humor has a tendency to um um good humor has a tendency to um how do I put this it's only if it makes you laugh there's always a little bit of a, there's a couple of groaners usually inside the jokes there's sometimes i think oh really right it's like you laugh at the first one and then you like then i hear this one you're like uh okay that was that was all right i guess and then it's like you're a stinker then you hear one that makes you really laugh again okay that was good it's like you suckered me this joke wasn't as good as this, i'm laughing but your last one was so bad i needed it like that kind of like like, like that kind of thing right and i realize a good humor like like there, like you, you read, you, you read the first, you read the first chapter. I I, I made a joke about how to fuck up. Wa- the punchline was water, right? The punchline was the drink of water, right? I set it up really, really, really well, because I described the bar as the shithole it actually is, and then mm. and and then uh, I set it up like the beer is bad, because everybody knows the beer is bad in a bar like this. Yeah, but the water, no one expected that. It's like also, it's like how do you fuck this up? <laughs> right? But the thing is, it, 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 it's setting up, it's it, it's playing with an audience's expectations of a scene. And yeah, throwing out something a little unexpected, a little bit of a surprise. But something that's very tangible to the situation. Right? Yeah. It, it, right? And that's, that's hard to do. All right, right? It's really, really hard to do. Like, like, I think, I think humor is the second hardest thing in the world to write.
1: Yeah. Humor is very difficult.
0: Yeah. The hardest is pure joy. Thinking about that. I'll, t- uh, I'll tell you why I think it's the hardest. This is why okay. I think it's the hardest. So, you know Hallmark movies? Uh-huh. Right? Right? She's laughing. See? She's, she's, again, humor. Here's the thing they are cheesy by design, right? Uh huh. Right? And you're like, yes, yes, they are. there and, and she's already got a few in her head. She's watched Hallmark movies, a few of them. And she's Been like a while. But, yeah. but, but Yes. Cause there's only so much of that you can take, right? There's only so much of that you can absolutely take. But to Hallmark's credit, right, they know exactly what they are. They know what kind of cheese or cotton candy or ice cream flavor they are in the market. And they don't try to pretend they're anything else. And there's a and there's an audience that loves that. But it's not. It, it, it's not. It's how do I put this? It's synthesized joy, right? It's synthesized joy is what that is. It's, it's it's like it's like it's like a can of coke. One can, a little one can once in a while is good. You did it every single fucking day. You have a problem, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Right? Right? So, so. The thing is that that's the thing. Like joy is that fine. There's a fine line between that, but when it's really genuine, like if it's a really, so if it's really really authentic and real, and like imagine, like think about the moments you've truly been happy. They're fleeting, aren't they? Right? They're truly, truly fleeting. Maybe the first time your 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 the love of your life said he loved you. I imagine that was a very big moment for you, and that was like a pure. he
1: like, said it by accident.
0: But, <laughs> But it doesn't doesn't matter, right? Uh, That meant the world to you, right? That meant the world to you. And honestly, it should, right? Because he's someone you cared about very much and he thinks that highly of you, that probably made your day, your week, your month, and your year. But to get to that moment, that's a moment of pure joy, right? Now imagine, now imagine, right, like, I'm not saying him, but imagine someone tried to do that line, like try to do that as like a pickup line in a bar. Like there be a certain level of cheese and disgust, and, and that's the problem with joy. Joy has this thing of when it's real, it's the most amazing thing in the world. But when it's when you just even if you just if you just miss the mark, you're in Hallmark movie territory. And if you really miss the mark, you are just like it's it feels. Terrible, right? There's no like, like everybody gets pain, right? Everybody understands pain, suffering, fear, like all that. Like, we all get that shit, right? Humor is subjective because, let's be honest, like, not everybody laughs at my jokes. I know it's a shock to you and everybody listening to this, but it's the truth, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. asshole, but yeah, (laughs) right. But, (laughs) But, but the thing is, um, Humor's hard too because but humor it's more about subjectivity. The the ability to laugh at things. Uh, we all laugh at stuff. What we laugh at is what we laugh at stuff. It's more like that's legitimately an ice cream flavor thing. Like everybody likes ice cream, but what flavor do you like? That's what makes humor very difficult. And you have to understand that you have to be honest with your humor that um your humor has to be you have to go all in on your humor. Otherwise that's the thing about humor. You have to go all in enjoy it is something that you have to go all in on it but if you go to it, it's almost like you got to be super gentle because if you go too far your boyfriend's saying i love you for the first time genuine happy moment right genuine happy moment yeah. even if it was an accident even if it was an accident doesn't matter doesn't matter the fact actually in some ways that's better because now you know it's genuine like you knew it was yeah. absolutely genuine mm-hmm. it was better in some ways right couldn't duplicate that moment if he tried. That's what makes that's what makes joy very, very, very special, and that's what makes joy very, very hard to write. Right? So because again, because he goes to, you go too far, it's it, you cross Hallmark cheese line again. And Hallmark, uh, Hallmark's like, okay, we we own this. We are that's that's all, that's, all, that's where we're at, and we're gonna just run mm-hmm. it to the ground. And then there's like then there's like slimy, and then you go too even farther down that path. It's slimy snake oil, disgusting shit. Like you don't want it becomes completely inauthentic at a certain point. So it's it's so it's such a tricky balance. And I think I think that's why I, I always say like genuine joy is a hard thing. Um and but but though, I think it's the best writing when it's actually on the page.
1: Well, the good news is if you screw up genuine joy, it crosses over into comedy.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. It does. You just have to own it. I'm the Joshua Pentoloresco, not quite good enough to do joy, but he does okay bad comedy. I'm good with that.
1: When you're just not quite up to par but it passes as comedy. So you claim it as that instead.
0: That's right. You claim you planned that on purpose. You claim you planned that on purpose. That's right. There's you go. There's the whole secret, folks. I'm not that good. I just, I just, I just, I just do things. I, I just embrace my accidents. So. I've entertained you. I've entertained you. If nothing else, this conversation, I have entertained you.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Yes. So then it crossed over to joy and comedy. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but I have a theory about you. Let's see if I'm right about this.
1: All right.
0: I, because, because, because again, I don't get the, like, this is, this is the thing I'm not saying you can't write. I just feel like you don't enjoy it.
1: And what gives you this theory?
0: Because I, I because because he, he, it's it's more along the lines of, I feel you're the kid that love like, if writing was an amusement park ride, it would be like it would be like a roller coaster. And when you and I just going back to when you were talking about when you'd sneak under the covers to read, see, that little girl is still very much inside you, and you like it, right right and so you you decided to see you decided to do something i think that's truly genius and this is this i'm giving you this is a compliment as much as it is like a, a this is a compliment okay you figured out a very long time ago what you really love in life like love to feel in life and you you try what you're trying to do what you're legitimately trying to do is um you are legitimately trying to keep that feeling in your life. And while I think you you might someday try to write. Right? You might.
1: I've tried. I just haven't gotten very far.
0: No, 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 no. But I think I still think you're at that point in your life where you enjoy going on the roller coaster. You still love it. And I think that's why like the editing thing really appeals to you because Yes, you're looking at yes. You you can fine tune the roller coaster a little bit. It's like you know what a loop loop. Uh, you should put a loop to loop here. Oh, you're doing a wooden roller coaster. Okay, so you need, you need you need a bigger drop here, bigger climb here. But you're also the kids like this is the kind of ride I want to get on like 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 that right right and, and and that's the thing with you and that's my theory my theory with you is. You enjoy still going on the roller coaster ride a lot more than creating the roller coaster ride
1: i've always been like that though it's always i've liked reworking other people's stuff um, i'm a lot better than at just seeing something and going oh okay if you reword it like this then there you go and that always just brought me joy as a kid and yeah i did it all throughout high school for my friends and whatever
0: you were the girl they'd go to for their essays yeah. Oh my God.
1: It's not like editing just popped into my head. It was something that I'd already been doing.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that that's, that's fair. No, it's fair. So you were one of those people that got like the high, like the high nineties marks in English.
1: Well, here's the thing about English class. They want you to do it in a specific way. And I was never, I like English class. But I didn't get those super high marks because the writing's not about doing it a specific way. It's about doing it your own way. And with English class, if you did it your own way, your marks weren't as high.
0: You were, so you were, okay, I I know where you're at. You were at, okay. So I I was like, see, I, I figured I, I I hacked the system in high school. I I figured it, like how to hack it, like so. I I, I wanted the grade because at that time prestige mattered a lot more to me than it does now. Now I'm more like you. I should I'm I'm, I'm going to do it my way because I'm i also I'm much I've gotten sillier in my old age, so I want to just have fun, right? So, but I remember. So you would be so. Let's see, grade eleven is when I learned how to actually read a book. Like, like, what I mean by looking at all the interior elements in the book, seeing all the structure of it? That's when I learned how to do it. So when I started, it's like, I thought I was good in English. No, I sucked. I really, really, really sucked. And then I, but I, I forced myself to get better. I forced myself to learn, because I wanted to even then the right even in my high school years, I wanted to write books. So I forced I forced myself to study the craft of storytelling, like, to learn how to see beneath the surface? How to look past the obvious stuff? Ironically, it might be why I do what I do on the show sometimes. But anyways, um, but what I what I've learned is what I learned was like I learned how to see a story for what it is, and then my twelfth grade, or in my twelfth grade, uh, well, my twelfth grade teacher was very much the office hours teachers since office hours she cared and when it wasn't she didn't that was just the way she was i understood it like I, I like i understand it um but my my grade 11 teacher and my at the time i had grade 13 like i was the last year for like the official like ontario it was called oac but it was grade 13 i mean, think let, let's call it what it was i was the last year that my grade 13 my oh wait no, i took a yeah my 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 grade 13 english teachers one of them He showed me how to actually write for university and stuff like that. And that's when I actually figured out how to kind of be a hack when it came to like MLA and, and all these other formats. They're, they're okay. They're dry, they're dry. It's a very dry way to write. Like that's, that's the other thing too. It like, there's, it's very hard to write in that style and actually have life in it. Especially when you know that only one person's going to read your work at the end of the day.
1: Well, that's why I found the essays hard because those are where most of your grades come from. Yep. Essays are formulaic and they're not passionate. Whereas if you like stories and you like reading them and we're writing them, you're more prone to adding those flourishes that they really don't want you to add into your essays. And that's where I lost my marks. The rest of it, I did great. I got a high mark. It's just when it came down to those essays.
0: No, no really? no, no you just didn't care because it wasn't you. Right? Yeah. It, it wasn't what? you. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I again, at the time, I cared. Right? At the time I cared about that prestige crap. I realize as I get older, prestige is nice. I want to get paid. So and, and the way you get paid is what you do, what you're talking about is those flourishes, is those unique things that make you you. Because that's what people come to read, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you think you'll ever try to not like you've also? But again, you were the girl that would fix other people's essays, so they would all love yes. you. They would all love you.
1: Yes, they did rather enjoy that perk of having a friend to do that for free.
0: So I was going to ask did you charge them because it sounds like like the entire game at a certain point. I mean, you could have been, you could have maybe made some coin there, but it was good training, though. I imagine. Well, it was
1: just something I did. I didn't really think about it until halfway through grade 12 when i figured out what i wanted to do for the rest of my life and then it kind of just clicked as to what i was actually doing
0: yeah and then you're like i'm gonna go to university and ryerson so she's smart folks probably smarter than i am actually probably almost certainly smarter than i am (laughs) but um that's the other thing about you you blush really easily it's fun (laughs) You're
1: like thanks, don't do that to me. Thanks. Remember but, what I said when you know people put me on the spot and I just kind of don't know what to say.
0: I'm also being well, no, see, I, 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 how to put this? I'm also being just, I'm, I'm being very nice too. I'm just I, like you know, not just not just because I roped her We'll get to that very shortly, but also because, but also because no, like, yeah, like honestly, genuine passions or genuine passion, no matter where I've traveled, what I've seen is a truly rare thing, right? And I admire the fact that, yeah, I mean, you're saying, you know what, I'm gonna turn my passion into at least somewhat of a career, like maybe not a full career right away. But I know that eventually, you maybe not be what Susie is, or Angela Ackerman is, but maybe you might be one of those pillars in in the writing community where authors go, hey, you make my books better. And you make my book sell, and you make you help me with that, and and in turn, it satisfies the one part of you that still goes under the bed and reads stories at night, right? So I admire that you actually are going for it. So, right, I I respect that very very much. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, how long was your course?
1: Um. That one I did over two years, but I first started out at Simon Fraser. Okay. BC, because, you know, you can't just switch to a graduate university certificate when uh, you don't have an undergrad. Yeah. Simon Fraser. So I went to Simon Fraser for a year, did a major in English with a minor in print and digital publishing.
0: Okay.
1: And then COVID hit, and I went, wow, these courses are not teaching me anything for editing. It's teaching me how to look at a book and see things that the author didn't actually intentionally put there. You know, when there's just like the overly critical, when you read too much into a book and it kind of just destroys the book. Yep. Yeah, so that was English classes for me. They were interesting, sure, and I'm not dissing the course at all. It's great for what it is, but it just wasn't what I wanted, which was editing courses, so COVID hit, and my mom actually brought up the course at Ryerson University for the graduate certificate in publishing, and they offer all different kinds of editing courses, so I reached out, and I was like, hey, can you make an exception for me, and showed them a few different things on my resume, like I had Dean's Honor Roll, and things like that, and they kind of just went, sure. Why not? So, yeah, I got early acceptance into it and did that over two years and it was the best course ever i loved it it taught me so much and it was exactly what i wanted to do without having to take all the extra courses that had nothing to do with what i wanted to do
0: so you hacked the education system i respect that yes (laughs) i respect that (laughs) i may i may actually like i i've always See to me, I, I love going back to education courses, right? I don't act like legitimately. I lo- I've done all kinds of extra. I don't actually have a formal degree though, because it's just I it's like I don't want to put that much money down for something that I'm enjoying as learning. Now I have to work, and I I I don't, I don't you get a little too old for that working thing. Like you know, I want I want to I want to I want I want to keep like you know creating stuff and and somehow getting paid for it. So. That's that's what I, I, I'm I'm trying to work at. Um, but I mean, hey, you you cut out shit probably about five six years. That that, that I gotta I gotta I gotta give you props. Like that, that's <laughs> I gotta give you props. Like yeah, I mean I mean I'm I, I don't know what I don't imagine I don't know what student loans are like with 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 even two years of that. But that's still a lot less than a lot of people are gonna have when it's all said and done.
1: Um, for just the course, and I did it all online. Yeah. Because um, part of me was like, oh, yeah, I'm a farm kid. The last thing I want to go to is Toronto and be in the middle of a city. <laughs> not my thing.
0: Don't fall you one bit there. <laughs> I've lived in Toronto. I, I don't fault you one bit. I can't.
1: Yeah, like- but I'm good at doing things by myself, online learning. It's it's not hard for me. And with there, since it's set up as a graduate program, they're very open to those okay. here's your deadlines do the rest on your own yeah and, and that for me works perfectly so a, i don't know
0: she's a, oh shit you might be more disciplined than i am too that's the <laughs> crap
1: as an editor i have to be though well yeah well
0: ah uh, i well i actually to be fair yes you have to be very disciplined as an editor like i'm not i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna knock that i i i I think honestly, this is just this is a commentary on writing in general, like with the way the world is evolving today. I think writers have to be more disciplined about what's going on in the in their world today we don't live in a world anymore, where we can go in our little corner of the universe and go
1: oh everything will be just
0: fine you got to be kind of aware. You have to be informed of what's going on, like at least somewhat what's going on with everything else like. Like, like like even though you're an editor you're gonna be like I like again it's things that are kind of working in the opportunity I fell in my lap after I wrote to you and it's just like I, got, I gotta go for it right and um okay folks we'll tell this little story so <laughs> so we were having uh lunch lunch with uh was a mutual I'm gonna say a mutual I don't know if you and her are actually friends. We'll say mutual acquaintance for lack of a, is that fair? Is that fair?
1: I, I'd like to say we're friends. But... Okay.
0: Okay. No, okay. No, no, no. Okay. So you and her are friends. So I give her a copy of chapter one of the story I'm working on. I go, what do you think? She's like, I like it. It's <laughs> like, hey, you still hate me a little bit, don't you? <laughs>
1: the way you did
0: it it was good though and i did give you an out i i it wasn't like it wasn't like i it wasn't like i i i i i, I so what, what happened folks was i was very curious because she said so what? what is your okay say it here for the audience like you, you you describe what kind of editor you are like what genre are you in
1: uh i do fantasy adventure romanticy for those Roma- that Read that.
0: Yes. Yes. So that was the first time I heard that romanticy. And I was like, what is that? And so the closest thing I had in my head was urban fantasy. My novel is kind of on that urban fantasy line. It's got it's got other things in it, but it's it's urban fantasy. So I'm like, Okay, let's let's find out. So I give it to her and I go, Okay, is this the kind of thing you do? She said, Yes. Now, if she had said no, if she had said no, I would have left it there, I wouldn't for would But then I was like, okay, would you like to read more of this? She's like, I, I think, and that's why I think she realized something was up.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like earlier, like you said, you know, that spider, Spider-Man and got that Spidey sense going.
0: You're like, yes, are you trying to hire me? And I was like, kind of, yeah kind of yeah um and so yeah she so the the initial plan folks and this still might be the plan like even though I, i've so i had another opportunity to fall on my lap that weekend so i'm kind of seeing where that goes but even if it doesn't even if it does work out that way i'm still probably going to have her look through that i am going to have her look through the thing and go because i get the feeling she'll make it even better than what it is so yeah how, how how to actually get people into into your work you show them a piece ask them if they want more and addict them it's kind of what I did
1: <laughs> well that's the name of the game though as authors that's all you do it's how yeah. you get your book out there you hook people with little bits and see if they're interested
0: that's right And that's what I did She's like, yes, yes, I am. You asshole. <laughs> but honestly, it's it's also like for me, I one of the hardest things with what I do is finding people that will reliably can give you feedback, right? Even if you had, like let's say we had, I still would probably say, just based on how our conversation was going, well, would you be a beta reader if nothing else? You might have been like, We'll see. Like, it depends on how busy I am and stuff. Although, based on what I, based on what I've seen and noticed, so I, I, guess here's a question: If you, if as it, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not setting you up for a trap. I would say, I would, I would say, put an FAQ in for this, because, uh, because otherwise, this is someone listening. To this might try this with you, and because I, I said it. Mm-hmm. If, all right. If you, if you beta read a book. Right, if you beta read a book and you feel like and you feel like you could offer something, would you actually approach the author or would you just leave it be as a beta?
1: It depends. Sometimes I'll do my research, yeah, first to see if they already have somebody representing them, whether it be editors or a publishing house or mm-hmm. whatever. Some of it's also seeing where in the process they are. Yeah. But if it's something that I feel i'm super passionate about the story and i really enjoyed it then 100 if i think i'll work with the author well too then i'm more than happy to put my name out there and if nothing comes out of it then no, it's, i'm it's still great. happy to hype their book up
0: yeah no no problem I just i just thought i'd ask that because that because that because who knows i may, i might be being an egotistical maniac here maybe i maybe you would have said okay this is really good i want i still want to do something with this anyway it's possible right Then again, she might just read it and go, you know, that first chapter is a lie. The rest of the book, terrible. I don't think so, Uh, although I, I, although like, because I've been writing like a madman for the last like two weeks, I know that last half of the book needs some serious, like, okay, (laughs) I actually got to go back and re-edit one of my earlier chapters, um, just because I know something that came up here. So I, I told her who my real bad guy in book one, is actually going to be and that wasn't initially in the plan it just worked out that way it does make sense for what's going on um but i have to so now i but the original planned bad guy of the story the original planned bad guy um still have to make him a credible threat and 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 not and and not just a bitch and i'm worried i made him a little too much like a bitch. at the end (laughs) she's laughing because i'm just so blunt about it
1: well you'll be more freely editing your own work
0: yeah well no i'm just I'm, i'm 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 honest right like you gotta like again this is the other thing too, like I think the other thing is, this is something I've gotten older slash wise and I've realized, it's about what it's about the story you're telling. Like, what's the, what's the real story you're telling, and do all the pieces around it are they strong enough to fit here? Because if it's not, then you need to find a way to cut it, right? That that that's the issue. That's the real 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 issue, and uh, um. And, and so right this minute, I'm like, well, I'm getting the idea down, all the ideas down, I'm finishing this draft as fast as I can, which means it's not quite as good as it can be. And I'm well aware of this. Right. Some of it, I'm still really happy with, like, like some of it, I'm very, very happy with, but some of it, I'm just like, yep, I think I'm rushing through this a little bit. And I think when you madly have to write that many words that much, like, you're going to, you're going you're gonna to have that. Um, but yeah, folks, that NaNoWriMo fifty thousand word thing. Yeah, you did like that. Like, seriously, It's cool the ideas down, revise, 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 revise. <laughs> so, but no, that's that's the, that's the thing. Like, I'm pretty honest about it. Like, I I want the story to be the best story it possibly can be, and the only way that, the only way that's going to happen is if I'm honest due to pieces fit. Right. And I'm going to use the roller coaster analogy is are the the peaks and valleys of the ride steep enough and high enough. Right. All right. Is there enough variance to keep people like thoroughly invested? Like, I I, I don't know if the current scene fits the book. I I genuinely laughed at it, like I genuinely laughed at it, but I don't know if it's the right at that moment. We'll see when we'll see in a few days when this is all done. I'll be like. (sighs) you know? But yeah. I mean, but I think, I think this is, I, I think this is normal. Like once the idea is down, that's when an author can start second guessing a little bit.
1: And sometimes the best part about that is you can reuse it for a different story. Exactly. Which also makes it easier to cut sometimes when you're so attached to a scene or a specific character or whatever. It's not like you have to get rid of it and just throw it in the trash you can reuse it
0: absolutely absolutely no you can absolutely do that so have you ever had to talk an author off a cliff of the scenes like but i really like the scene and you're like but it doesn't fit the story i'm sorry
1: uh i had one author that wasn't wasn't an official um client but she was talking she's like yeah i had my editor look at this and you know i just I really want to keep it and i just kind of had to explain to her why she shouldn't keep it and she's like i know you're right i just don't want you to be right
0: <laughs> yeah it's that that's a common thing <laughs> that is a common thing i don't want you to be right about this because it's like i mean the mo- an editor really knows their stuff usually, usually the, where i can really argue with the editor is how the fix is like this needs to be fixed okay i can't argue with that but sometimes it's like okay we can't fix it this way because of this is there another way we can do this and then 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 the editor goes and then the editor looks at you it's like okay that actually makes sense you're right here so we're gonna do it this way and i'm gonna be like well shit, why didn't i think of that That's that's the benefit of a good editor. Like a good editor can and should make the story stronger. And And that's all a good editor really wants at the end of the day, right?
1: Yeah. And sometimes when we lob ideas, it's so that we get shot down. Because sometimes the best ideas come when you get shot down. They're like, no, it's not like that. It's like this. And you're like, oh, well, there's your idea.
0: All right. Let's let, let's ask a couple more questions I know you got you probably is this is actually your day off, are you still going back to work when this is over.
1: Uh, no. know uh, we're actually waiting for a few of our pieces they got rain late so they didn't start growing until later, so those specific fields aren't actually ready for us yet.
0: So you're, you're basically you're basically in a hold so you actually get some time off.
1: Yes, though I do have an author that should be ready for me this week, and I have a wedding this weekend for my cousin, so I don't really have to.
0: <laughs> but it sounds, it sounds like, um, it sounds, but it sounds like, I mean, that's what you want, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to see, so I'm happy to see that you're actually getting also clients right now. Yeah, I mean, again. You made a good impression on me. I'm sure you may. I know you made some good impressions on other people too. You you you, you gotta you gotta you gotta tell the story of the slush.
1: Oh, the slush. Well, at uh, when words collide, I was well. An author started chatting me up, and she was like, "Oh, like what do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm an editor, I'm freelance editor," and kind of told her what I did. And then they had this live action slush pile up front, and they had one author short and they're like oh we need one more person and the guy's like oh i'll fill in and then the author beside me stands up and goes she's an editor put her on the panel and then i got hooked up there and it was so much fun and then i got to talk to some of the authors later on and it's great conversations and then you actually yeah you have that in where you can be like oh i heard this about your book tell me more and just, it's so much fun. I love stories so much, and being uh, in a community with other people that are so excited about it is just—it's amazing. And that's the is. whole. Thing. Yeah,
0: what's your favorite?
1: My favorite what one.
0: Story. Is there a story that you go back to? It's like, eat? there are stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, okay, I love reading new books. We, there's the never-ending hunger to read something new but there are books i do go back to that are like these are my favorites. Like for me it's um i love I'm a Ray Bradbury guy. I'm a big Bradbury guy. I don't know if you've read Bradbury or not. Okay, that should be on your list at some point. Right, at some point. I have a very the, big list. I know uh, tr- trust me. There's a lot of, you you want to get like like uh, like authors like Neil Gaiman and 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 some of the really like like older some of the guys in that generation mentioned bradbury because like everybody's everybody's kind of like a fan of that dude um for me so it's the martian chronicles fahrenheit 451 i'm actually so i'm trying i'm doing a graphic novel it's kind of like a retelling of fahrenheit 451 Mm -hmm. but the idea is it's art instead of reading right and, and and I'm actually drawing the book, which is absolutely fucking terrifying for me, because I'm not I'm okay. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, I'm terrible anymore, but I'm not, I'm not some of the people that I interview in the comic book universe either just like where they're like, I'm just doodling for fun, but yeah. my, my doodling for fun style is perfect for this story. Right, because it's it's exactly what it needs to be. You don't want a really polished look. You want someone that's just getting started, and I can put that. I can play that role perfectly. So I'm drawing this. I'm writing this. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But I'm homaging one of my favorite stories of all time. Right. So that, that so there's that, and and for fantasy for me, I it's the Wheel of Time series. I still love going back to that world every so
1: often. So what's yours? This is going to sound weird because lots of people have that favorite book that they come back to, but I don't actually really have any. Okay. I don't do rereads because I don't forget stories. No. For me, like to reread a book, if I want to, if I'm passionate about it, then I'll just sit there and think about the book. (laughs) 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 That's enough. As weird as it sounds, but like, no. If anything, it would be the Inkart trilogy, which I'm recollecting. Of course, Here I'm like ahead. the original Here's covers because they changed the covers, and I do not like them. But
0: I, I'm, I'm that way with Marissa Mayer's Ferris saga. I don't know if you've read Mayer or not, but if you have, like her original Cinderella, well, Cinderella was a robot.
1: And I oh, was a... yeah.
0: You, you know the book. Okay, I can tell.
1: I started it once at school, and then uh, it was at towards the end of the year. And then another kid grabbed it from the classroom, and I never got to finish it. And I was halfway through.
0: I have I have all the two. I have all but the last two books in the original hardcover. I'm trying to get to the last two now in the yeah, original. Okay. So again, I'm like you. I, you. Don't get me wrong. I think the new new art's pretty, but I'm a snob. Just like it's like I want the originals.
1: Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many covers that they've redone that I just they just need to stick with the original because the originals were better.
0: Almost always, almost always, right? That I would I will agree with you. There are some so back in like the old sci-fi pulp cover days, I I liked some of the new covers better. It's like I I, I understand why you did that, but some of them are like they're so iconic. I don't I don't want to see it. I just I just don't like the originals are like. They, they, that was and well even
1: take harry potter which yeah. of course that's going to be controversial they okay, redid the covers and sure. harry potter is such a widely read series and you get such a wide array of readers in different ages reading them and then they change the cover and now it's very targeted for that younger group which is fine because you want to renew that interest in the younger generations, but the original covers I think were way better.
0: So, and the thing is that Harry Potter, and here's the really terrifying thing: when you say original covers with Harry Potter, there's like three of them, right? And they're all because, better than
1: the newest ones. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've always preferred the the English versions, like the like the like the North and like Cana- the Canadian slash your like UK covers. Mm-hmm. I think they're the best ones. Um, the American covers are okay. I I've always felt they were a little I never liked that they changed Philosopher's Stone to Sorcerer's Stone in the Estates. That always rankled me a little bit when I when I see that cover, right? And then they did then they did towards when the series was finishing, they did the adult Harry Potter covers mm-hmm. which are I actually like them. They're not terrible. I like the simplicity of them. But for my money, it's the original UK Canadian covers, like those are the ones that I'm like, yep. And whatever I may think of rolling, right, whatever you may or may not think of rolling. I mean, Harry Potter changed the genre, like why a would not exist without her, like, whether you want to, whether people like that or not. It's the truth. So, you know, um i i think i think the the downplaying that is a terrible idea i again whatever you may think of her st- what she's saying and doing that's another top that's another discussion for another podcast i don't think either of us really want to go down that road mm-hmm. um all all of which to say is um i think one of the things i've learned i think i, I will say this in this regard one of the things i've learned with Like, because I grew up with, like, there are some people I read now that would be considered controversial today. Like, comic book-wise, I'm a big Warren Ellis fan. Ellis did some horrible shit. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But at the same time, he was the most prolific comic book writer of the last 20 years, right? And he's shaped, he's shaped a whole bunch of people. And it made me think about it like this. I'm not excusing anybody does or says, or like anything like that. But I do realize that everybody's impact on everybody is different. And that's something that I, I like, like everybody has this big debate of how do we take like the office, we don't agree with their political views or their views on trans rights, or they have legitimately done some horrible shit. And they're still alive, and they're still like doing their thing. I think the honest answer is, and for me is, I like I I cannot blame anybody for whatever they ch- how they choose to react to that individual, but I also got to look at like my reaction to said individual too. I read Warren analysis when I was a kid. I read Planetary and Transmetropolitan. Transmetropolitan is why I have such a filthy mouth, but at the same time at the same time, like I can understand why people would not read him. JK Rowling, you know, was definitely one of my favorite It's one of my favorite fantasy series, all time, but doesn't change what she's doing now. But that doesn't make doesn't change the impact on what she had on me and millions of other people way back in the day. So I I feel like I feel like the answer is okay. Be honest at the impact you have and let others others feel what they want to feel about them too. There's not a wrong way to interpret the person, right? It's all based on the impact you have with them. Does that make sense? Or am I on something?
1: No, you're good. I just, I find that when people cancel things for certain people's opinions, and my opinion is very (laughs) close-minded, That's fair. Well, it's just, you don't have to not like everything because of one small thing. Uh It's not like one thing about one person that you don't like defines everything else. You can still like something without liking this one aspect. That's what we are as the human condition.
0: Absolutely. I'm sure there are things we disagree about but I always, respect, I always respect you for what you've done and what you're going to do.
1: And that's with authors. You can enjoy their book and that's that. Yeah, exactly. Be, oh, well, the author did this, this, and this. Okay, that still doesn't change the book. I no.
0: liked it. And it's also, it, it doesn't change what happened first, right? Like if somebody read the books and then they discover afterwards, like, I love Dr. Seuss, he did horrible shit. Like he did some horrible things, he did. Right, I'm an Isaac Asanoff fan. Asimov, honestly, was a little too uh, um, touchy feely with way too many women, <laughs> way back in his day. I mean, but it, it is what it is. It is what it is. We all we all have. Nobody's perfect, and I think in the age of, um, yeah, I just think I just I just think we're in a weird age of extremes. And whereas, you know, it's like, you know what? But at the same time, right? I'm not gonna look at like in particular, some of these cases, if the pe- if people don't, Warren Ellis, for example, if you don't like, wanna be around them because of it I, I, what do you stand for? I get it too. Like, yeah, obviously if it's important enough for you to be like, I gotta walk away from this, that shouldn't be dismissed either. I just think it's just giving people the freedom to be, let other people enjoy it. That's the important thing.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't condemn somebody for liking something from somebody you don't like. Yep. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It it doesn't. We care about things that don't matter.
0: Yep. Whereas we should care about things that do matter. For example, in your case, Cornelia Funk. I thought that's what you care. Like, what's your favorite of hers? If you is it inkart, is just inkart or do you like any of her others? Like, is there any other thing in well, just as much?
1: You can't say inkart without the whole trilogy. The whole trilogy was just amazing. From inkart yeah. to ink spell to ink death. All three were just fantastic. I did not read
0: Ink Spell or Ink Death. I'm sorry. I haven't read those yet. Hey, listen. You're missing out. I am hey hey, we're talking missing out. I I mentioned Ray Bradbury, like you're missing out there too. Right? It's okay. Hey, I
1: have a to be read pile that is, I think, currently at 140. So I have a little bit of a reading pile. I've been there.
0: <laughs> I've been there. I'm gonna tell you like like when I was dear God, when I yeah, no, when I was your age, like legit, I used to have like my, my room was littered with so many books. I literally had to carve a path to get to my bed. Like that's how many books I had at one point. I literally, I literally, when I got rid of, like, I've, I, and, and considering where I'm at now in terms of what the number of books I have, the, the list is significantly smaller. Like I, I, I got rid of most of, you come to a point where it's the stuff you really, really love, the stuff that makes you feel right. It's no longer, because you, it's going to happen with you is what's happened with me and other people is I don't have time to read everything I want that, that comes across my desk, right? As much as I want to, I can't. But I will always make time for the things that are the books and people I genuinely care about.
1: And that's the problem with being an editor because I get on my Instagram page, I am following so many authors and they're always talking about their books and they all sound so good. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, my book's on sale for 99 cents. And I'm like, well, there goes my 99 cents. You're and
0: so you're an ebook person at least least you don't have the giant like book well you're gonna have a giant book library oh
1: I definitely have that like physical book collection but i found well some of these books are just getting so big they're so huge like you look at uh, a court of thorns and roses that entire series they're all thick
0: yeah see like this
1: yeah especially when the whole thing's paperback then there's so much more force when you're like me and you want to like preserve the cover and you don't want to bend or put any creases in the book so then you have to like open it part way but not fully so it maintains its perfection I'm that person (laughs) so when I get a really big book
0: there there I'm just gonna say there there I'm sorry
1: I, I just have problems with holding them with my hands now. It just, they cramp and I crochet too. So I, between <laughs> yes, Okay. I them, okay? Between crocheting <laughs> and reading books, my hands get a lot of tension on that. e okay. <laughs> so, ebooks are nice. That's, that's all I'm trying to I, I'm,
0: say. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm legitimately not making funny. We all have our thing. Look, look my, 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 see, my, my, my care stuff is this. I'm a comic junkie, big time, like I, I, I'm actually cutting down on my books. And, and, and yeah, I do appreciate the and I'm still buying new ones. So like, there's an irony there and I'm well aware of this problem I have. And I'm, I'm okay with this, right. I just don't buy as many of them. That's the thing I used to be like, again, I used to have big, there, there, there comes there like, like the digital, digital is, is a very seductive trap because uh, like, because it's like. That too, like, it's just files on a computer. It's just one, it's no big deal. Two, there's no big deal. I have 40, how did I get to 40? When did this happen? She's laughing? Because he's been there. It's like, when did this happen? How did this happen? And you're like, I have a problem. I don't know if I wanna fix it, but I have a problem. I acknowledge that I, I, I need to deal with this somehow
1: right well part of it is i am horrible for when i start a book i read it in one sitting so i will sit on that couch for 8 hours
0: that's
1: terrifying any hesitation that's that's me <laughs> i am still that as you said that child that would hide under the covers Holy
0: so wrath. for me
1: when i start a book i know it's a commitment so having it on my tablet means i can shift 100 times in the 8 hours Without having to worry about like bending the corners of my pages or putting a little indent in the spine, <laughs> so it's nice because I can just I can read it at all angles and then yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I I I, I admire slash am a little frightened, a little a little bit of both. I can, but I respect your how about this. I res- not legit. I respect your passion. I'm going to be terrified. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to give you my book, and you're going to read it all in one day.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm a little scared now. That's <laughs> <laughs> all so good. I imagine though, with with a client, it's a slightly different. Like, yes, you're yes, you're. um, yes you're, you're' you're reading you write you might do that enjoyment read but then you're gonna be like okay I'm gonna now go through the nuts and bolts of this oh crap you're gonna be my book like three or four times aren't you and you're just gonna be like okay this part needs to do this part here this part here this part here what were you thinking here well we'll talk to him
1: about that <laughs> I'm doing I can keep track of a lot yeah because if I'm reading it in one sitting I find that well for me I will do that first read as my edit and then I'll come in with the second time and then either my edits will change I'll take some edits out certain things will make sense but I have my mind just works for this this okay no how it works I can have 10 different stories going at once and I can keep track of all of them okay so for that read through, then it's just a matter of yeah, I read it. Okay, I remember this, this, this. This connects here. This connects there.
0: <laughs> I, I I can read a book in one sitting. I don't usually have the time to do that anymore. I just I like there are I get moments where I can do that. Like like as it, as it is, I've read. Just in comparison, I've read something like. Yeah, I read about 25 books this year, various sizes, shapes, right? Which for me, like, once upon a time, I used to read closer to like 150, 200 books in a year. Now it's down to like some, somewhere between 20 and 40 a year is where I'm at right now. Um, just because I'm creating so much content all over the place, I don't have the time to really. So I've learned the art of the pause. I can actually, like,. I can go like I have to go back to work. I don't want to, but I have to. And uh, I'll, 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 I'll let this go, right? I'll let this go. And uh, it, 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 it's like uh, that's impressive. Like I, 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 do I have the stamina to do it that, that? Yeah. Your, your, your passion comes from your dad. I can I can kind of tell that. Like, you have that. If you have that, that, like, commitment into something, right? I'm sure your mom. It, 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 I. I. We've talked about your dad. How about you, was your mom? Just out of curiosity. She at um,
1: least... she's a polymath, so she's good at a lot of things.
0: <laughs> As a sk- dedication of dad, skills of oh boy. <laughs> keeping up with you, keeping up with you. It's no oh mine. Wow.
1: Well, I have my grandma and my aunt and they're the ones I bounce my books off of. So okay. all three of us are like our own little book club. So when I have, when I find a book that I think they'll like, I'll purposely get that one in a physical copy and then we'll all pass it around.
0: Nice, nice. So you got, you got, you, you, you got a fam. Oh, wow, that's, that's impressive. Like that's, that, and also a good support group. That's a heck of a support group.
1: It's right. a lot of fun. I hand yeah. it to her and then she finishes it in like a couple days or a week. She's where I get my reading from. <laughs> and then when I go to pick up the book, I'm like, so what'd you think? And then we'll talk about it and it's great.
0: That's awesome. So for you you never you you, you you're always in, you're always on a world story wherever it is.
1: Yeah Camping is the best though. Because if I'm on a three-day camping trip, I have three books, <laughs> and I will read all three.
0: Okay, okay. No, that I have
1: amazing because then I get this excuse to actually just sit down, read. I don't have my phone because I'm out of service, and then we just I just power through all three. It's, it's amazing.
0: I heard that. I respect that a lot. Actually, I, I I'm on the screen a lot more than I'd like to be. Like that's actually one of the reasons I like, this is the last month I'm doing like these kind of Twitch shows, uh, because I don't, I wanna want be on the screen less and more out in the world more. I, I, I like the world and I wanna be, I wanna keep my world big, right? right? All right. But one of the other things too, is when I turn my phone off, I read more. I find that's a really, 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 really good thing. And uh, I create those time pockets for myself because I, again, for what I do, you have to keep reading, like it's 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 almost a requirement, even if it's fiction, nonfiction, whatever the case may be. Um, nonfiction wise, I'm, I'm right now looking at. So it, like, just to give you an idea of what you're getting into risk, I, I, I'm learning it like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to compare a pterodactyl training to ride a pterodactyl versus training to ride a horse and see if there's any similarities between them. She's laughing a little bit already at this.
1: It's interesting and I'm sure you're having fun with that comparison.
0: It is, it is. Like I said, like, uh, like, like you're literally going to have in one part of this, there there's literally a dinosaur prison break and then a karaoke brawl. Like they're literally one after the other.
1: That's quite a transition.
0: It is. There is, there is, and you're laughing your ass off already. You, yeah. see, you, you, you read the story, so you can actually kind of see how it would be possible. Kind of.
1: Yeah, actually, yep. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, how would he, it's like, this, this is how it makes, it oddly, it makes sense, and there's like a little twitch in your head, it's like, it could work. <laughs>
1: Make sense. I don't know, yet to be decided, but
0: yeah, no, I, I think it's gonna be fun. But no, it yeah, that's why again, it's like that's the nonfiction stuff I'm reading. It's like, is this actually a doable thing? Right? Is it a doable thing or not, how would you do it? Like, how would you how would you train one of these things to fly if one of these things such things existed? Right? And then and then and then the other aspect is I'm looking at is birds. Because they, I mean, birds are descended from, are, are supposed to be descendants from that. So it's like, okay, so if this doesn't work, I'm gonna try this. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the horse thing because I, I, I know a little bit about that. Tiny, little, I, I dated a barrel racer and I got to watch her, manage her horse a little bit, and, mm-hmm. and so I again, write what you know. If I can go with what I think it works, yeah, great. And if it doesn't work, shrug. Shrug.
1: It's always the trial by fire. Huck them off a cliff and see if they fly. If not, well.
0: It's all, hey, listen. I've I, Coyote things more than once. And if you get that joke, yes, yeah, she does. She gets that joke completely. My, 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 hey, hey, listen, like legitimately the toughest character in fiction, like bar none, the coyote, Wiley Coyotes. <laughs> He's legit, bar none, the toughest character.
1: Yeah, he's, yeah, he went through some, uh... I,
0: w- I would not want to fight that guy. Like, legitimately, I wouldn't. Like, what could you do to him? Seriously.
1: Well, not much else. They already did everything to him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It's like, that's a terrifying thought. Like, what are you going to threaten him with? Like, seriously, I don't necessarily say he's in love with pain, but after a while, if you like... <laughs> <You know? laughs> like i i i think he'd be like the like legitimately if they if they like if his story wasn't so deliberately a tragedy like i mm-hmm. again this is one of those like older like older me realizes things right younger me roots for the roadrunner older me roots for the coyote
1: it's kind of that balance you like yeah. the cheekiness of the roadrunner but at the same time you're like oh. If he just got it once you know also the is a bit of a dick
0: like sometimes he yeah he's a bit of a dick and that's the thing like right? like like i would love it if he got him once like just well, like
1: in the comics he does
0: yeah 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 he gets them right so
1: because there's three of them in the comics
0: yeah so that my favorite my favorite uh my favorite is when he actually caught him in the cartoon they, they, he actually did catch him once and they go through the pipes. They go through the pipes, right? Yeah. And it comes out, Roamer comes back out. They go in, they come out small, then they go back. Roamer comes up big, and Coyote actually catches him, but he's still small. And he goes, Well, folks, you've always wanted me to catch the Roadrunner. Now what do I do? <laughs> I love that. It was so, because had to get you realize this, like, Wildy e. Coyote is an, it, like, he he, he's per, he perseveres. He he faces honestly in one sense a, a, a creature he can't catch, like legitimately, like just too fast for him, right? So it's like legitimately you're like it's too fast. He's super smart. He tries all this crazy stuff. He gets his ass kicked all the time. He has like the worst luck in the universe. Like, like again, you think about it, he's oddly he heroic. Defies
1: all odds, his bad luck though. What? It defies all odds his bad luck.
0: Yes. Also, I think he should change he should change his like different um different company. Acme has screwed him hard. Like some of those traps just don't work the way they're supposed to. It's like all right, it's just like seriously, right? Like he had this one trap that he actually got so mad at it, he just started like poking at it and just like he realized what he was doing. It's like, what am I doing? Why am I why am I poking this underneath it? he was just so mad right it's just like you just don't work stop doing that so i mean i think poor i think poor marketing choices like poor like pete joe's a poor company and yeah just unbelievable bad luck unbelievable bad luck just yeah i didn't think we'd end this conversation talking about wiley coyote but here we are
1: <laughs> the correct way to end a conversation who doesn't want to talk about wiley coyote
0: yeah Ashley, um, yeah. Honestly, good luck to you. I really, really think you're gonna have an awesome career. It sounds like, yeah, you're built for this, and that's and that's and that's a that's a that's a huge compliment. I mean, you. you I do you think? Okay, I, I guess the last question, because I, I I mentioned you you're the girl that still prefers, I think, going under the covers to read the book. If, if she had her way, that's what else she'd do. So the question then is, okay but will you do you think one day you'll ever try to actually you said you've tried but i got the feeling do you think that feeling will ever fully change that you actually want to be in front or do you think you will always be a little bit of you going you know what i just love doing this
1: it's difficult because i have a few friends on instagram now with my business account where i've met the authors and we've become really good friends and since the community is so supportive they've also been supporting me to write a book yeah so it might become a reality sooner simply because they're so encouraging Yeah. And you
0: definitely could. I i feel you could if you wanted to right if you really wanted to you definitely could
1: yeah it's something i feel like at one point i will get that same passion about as what I do with reading. yeah but it's also a level of what I want to write I also want to write freely without caring about what other people will think about it and I'm not quite at that stage in my life.
0: That's fair um, I, I I'll make this offer. you say no, I'll just leave it because I think I, I can respect that. would you like would you like a piece of advice on that? Sure. I I've said this so this story here I'm writing about. There's a little like I. It's why do I care about it so much? It's a little bit for me about that fear of falling in love. Like what you got in one sense, like in real life with your boy, with your boyfriend, or your fiance. I'm like I'm wherever wherever you guys are at in the grand scheme of things. Eventually. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Boyfriend. Um. The fact that you have that is honestly a rare and precious thing. And, and I, again, from my, from my life experience, I can say it's truly great. Um, there's a part of me, like, uh, honestly, there's a part of this story where there's a fear that I may never find that for myself. And that's just an honest, like, legitimate fear, right? Whether it's true or not is not the issue. It's that feeling, that, that feeling of fear and care. When, now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad feeling. It can be something you genuinely feel strongly about one way or the other. Our best work comes from the things we care about the most. And when you find something that you're so passionate about, right, that you cannot help but tell the story, that will be the story you tell and that will be the story that will kick ass. Someday. You'll get there, you'll get there. I think we have a interview, what do you think? Yep. So we, we should promote something, like so, like you should be plugging yourself here. This is, the, this is the part of the show where you say, I can say Ashley Postman is awesome and I mean it, but you got it, that's your turn.
1: Okay, all right then. Um, my name is Ashley Postman, I am a freelance book editor who absolutely adores fantasy books and romanticy and adventure. Um, My business is called Aspen Editorial, and I do developmental editing, stylistic, structural, you know, there's all different kinds of names for all the different stages, but I do all of them. I do copy editing and proofreading, and you've heard how passionate I am about books, and I transfer that to my editing. When I work for somebody on something, I give it my all.
0: Mm-hmm. She's also really astute and smart. Definitely, definitely check her out. Check, check out, uh, check out, check her out. Check out aspeneditorial.com. I put put that link in the Twitch. I'll definitely be doing that on the episode as well. And is that where people can find you, or do you? Is there anywhere else? If you want, you want to pro, pro, post, plug, whatever.
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram, just under Aspen Editorial.
0: Okay, so. Hold on a second here I, I i this 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 is why they gave this is why they gave me the, the award stuff you see this is why they're they're doing it so i got that up there too so go find her on instagram folks definitely check this out and folks that will do it for this episode of just josh and then i last month of the show i want to thank ashley for coming on if you want to support this channel we are like the road show is officially going on even though i'm not officially on the road road yet i've already done eight i've already done like a bunch of episodes uh, of the show, you can definitely check out my Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash just Outside of that, folks, I will be back tomorrow. I have another great guest tomorrow. And then I'll be back Friday as well. So for everybody watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. I'll see you guys next time. Just joshing is turning 1,000, and what is next in store for the show? The truth is, it's already happening. I've been recording shows since the start of the year in preparation of me going on the road. You can watch and listen to them now. They are available on my Patreon channel for the price of $5 US. Not only will you get to see these shows months in advance, but you can also help me when I take this show on the road. Click on the Patreon link for more details.
1: Josh. Josh.